The opinions expressed in the Keeping It Sporty podcast are individual and are not necessarily representative of Spirit Live or Toronto Metropolitan University. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Keeping It Sporty podcast. You can listen to us on Spirit Live, Spotify, Apple, or by visiting our website at keepingitsporty.com. On today's episode, I am doing what I've only done one time before, way back in Season 1, Episode 1, which is that I am going solo to do a podcast episode. So on today's episode, I am going to be bringing up a topic from the past, because something happened recently on this topic in the sporting world that hasn't occurred since 1947. I'm going to start by reading a little bit of an article here, just a little of the title, or the subheading, that is. It was the first gambling-related suspension for an NHL player since 1947. That's where it all starts. It's in the NHL where Ottawa Senators forward has been suspended, or excuse me, Ottawa Senators forward Shane Pinto has been suspended for 41 games, which is half an NHL season for context, for quote-unquote activities related to sports wagering. I've spoke about it in the past, but how much it's becoming an issue. And now we see just how big of an issue it's become as a forward here for the Ottawa Senators has been suspended for half the season. Now, it's interesting to note that the league says there is no evidence on him betting on NHL games. Now, the CBA collective bargaining agreement between the NHL and the NHL Players Association states that gambling on any NHL game is prohibited. Players are free to bet to bet on NBA, NFL, MLB, or any other sports organization. The NHL made it clear Pinto didn't bet on NHL contests, but they were silent on what exactly he did. So very interesting that he didn't really bet on NHL games. But what did he bet on? I mean, who knows? They were being very vague about it. Now, Pinto did say, I take full responsibility for my actions and look forward to getting back on the ice with my team. Now, according to DailyFaceoff.com, the NHL investigation centered around a sweep of gambling partners that revealed a Pinto connection to a third-party better. So that's interesting as well, because though maybe he was not betting he was with a third party person it's, it's a little bit of mixed messaging here and we're not really sure as fans of the NHL or maybe as even some of the Ottawa Senators fans they're not really sure what he did to make this happen so it's interesting how the NHL is being a little bit vague about what happened now this goes to what I was going to speak about today which is there's a lot of mixed messaging these days in a lot of leagues about betting in sports mainly because when you're watching a sports game today or even if you're out in the every in, in everyday life you see betting advertisements all around you especially when I'm watching a sporting event there's plenty of ads relating to sports so that's where I think the NHL has a little bit of an unclear message slash gray area when it comes to this because they're promoting sports 
or excuse me, sports betting heavily. Yet, as soon as one player does something that looks like it's a bad rap on betting in sports, now they take an issue to that. So, I don't know. I mean, there's just a big contrast between how they're advertising themselves versus how they, quote-unquote, don't want their players to act. Now, obviously, I'm not saying what Shane Pinto did was right, because, I mean, we obviously, we don't know what ha- exactly happened, but obviously, if you're betting on a sporting event and it had something to do with the NHL in some way, obviously, it's not. However, it begs the question, what if the NHL and all, the, uh, all these other leagues didn't advertise for sports betting as much as they did? Would this even be an issue at all? So I find it interesting, because keep in mind, this isn't the first time the NHL has been associated with betting either. There was the whole issue with Evander Kane and, and that drama a few years back. So it, it's also interesting to note how the league and other sports leagues even have evolved from the 1990s to now. Back in the 90s, I read that North American sports leagues wanted nothing to do with gambling. And now it's completely the opposite. So that, that was from a Carleton University professor, Liam Young, just to give some credit where credit is due. Um, but it's very odd how they went from completely not wanting to be associated with with it at all to now every single game, every single season, there's something on sports betting. And there's a lot of the focus on that. But I mean, in the end of the day, what does it come down to? It comes down to money. How are you going to make the most money? How is the NHL and these betting companies going to make the most money? Well, by sucking in people, thinking they have all this hope to win money, sometimes to get out of a debt, etc. And they don't. And where does the money go? To the NHL? To these betting gambling companies? Definitely not to the person who bet it, for the most part. That's for sure. The NHL is walking a tightrope to keep its gambling industry partners happy while also trying to put position above gambling. Doesn't make sense. Something doesn't add up there. How how can you try to keep these gambling partners happy while also trying to put positioning above gambling? You can't have the best of both worlds. If you're going to be for betting and sports betting okay if you're going to be against it you're going to be against it but they're trying to make everybody happy and it's just it's not working right now it's very interesting and for for players i mean you have to be so careful about what you bet on about what the consequences are because obviously you never know. And, I mean, in this case, now the Ottawa Senators forward Shane Pinto has been, quote-unquote, relieved of his duties, or his NHL playing duties for half a season. Now, the message said that Commissioner Gary Bettman had the power to, quote, discipline individuals determined to have engaged in improper gambling activities, 
with punishment that could include expulsion of suspension for a definite or indefinite period, or cancelling any contract, or by imposing a fine. There's a lot of gray area there, I'll, I'll tell you that. And the gray area, I think, is what people, fans, etc. do not appreciate. And going through many articles, I think it shows. The league's CBA with its players associations as gambling on any NHL game is prohibited. I'm just repeating that. And it seems clear, right? But if you want to bet, just stay away from professional hockey. And if that's true, I'm, I'm getting this from the Ottawa Sun, by the way. I'm, I'm just reading a little excerpt of their article. Why is Penso, who did not make any wagers on NHL games, gone for 41 games or any amount of games, right? There's more that the NHL and Shane Pinto or whoever it is that we're not being told right now. And the NHL doesn't want to expand because they don't want to draw more attention to themselves, even though they really have, by not expanding on the issue. It needs There needs to be clear rules that state, this is what's going on, this is the consequence, here's how it plays out. I know there are certain complexities in certain situations, which I understand, but this is a, a case of gambling. Does that mean every player now who ever gambles gets 40, what, 41 games? Is that, is that how it works? I'm not sure. I'm going to continue reading a little of this article from the Ottawa Sun that says the Senators, in their own news release, said Pinto was a valued member of our hockey club an engaging, intelligent young man who made poor decisions. We knew his he is remorseful. Well, excuse me, we know he is remorseful for his mistakes. I mean, the article here says mistakes or mistakes. There's a lot of tiptoeing, a lot of apologizing, and it's understandable that some sort of confidentiality clause was included in talks between the NHL and its players' association. But cone of silence aside. The answers to the questions don't add up, which is what I am saying right now, because what's really going on here? We we have no idea. Now, I understand there has to be, as well, there has to be privacy with the players, for the NHL to protect everybody. That's all great and dandy. That being said, we don't even know what it was he bet on. We don't know what the issue is at hand. I mean, obviously, it was something if Shane Pinto has apologized and whatnot it had to have been something serious maybe that the NHL didn't like I continue from the Ottawa Sun let's talk about the NHL and its fixation with gambling turn on the TV to watch an NHL game and it's gambling gambling and more gambling the league and its teams have big sponsorship deals with gambling websites doubling down on that as a major source of revenue the Senators have slapped the logo of a betting company on their helmets. Advertisers are good. Money is good. Sports betting must be good, right? And, and, and it is true that what it's saying in this article here, as it continues to go on, many sports athletes and pro sports athletes are on the cover of these article, of these advertisements. Wayne Gretzky appears in one. You have um, Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews as spokesmen for the others. 
That's what I'm saying. NHL has to make up its mind. It's promoting it until it doesn't. Now, it's been reported by TSN insider Darren Dreger, among others, an NHL partner flagged an account belonging to Pinto and reported it. And the league began its own investigation months ago, with the Senators recently brought into the loop. Something just doesn't add up. Let's go back to the NHL's rules on gambling. Just don't bet on the results of hockey games, right? It would be a messy cleanup if players were thought to be gambling on a sport where they could also influence the outcomes. What if NHL players were involved in fantasy hockey pools? Put in a couple hundred dollars and draft a team full of NHL players. Maybe it's rotisserie rules, an auction, an auction without bid, or an auction with bidding, or maybe it's just a straight points draft. It's not betting, but it's a form of gambling. You're paying money, and your chances of winning hinge on the performance of NHL players. Does that fall beneath the broad "don't do" wording of the NHL rules? Or have has the NHL expanded the parameters of its gambling rules? So that, that's the one issue I'm having is that there's just a lot of gray area right now. And I don't think anybody knows what really is, what really isn't gambling these days and how it affects players and how it affects the league. So I think the NHL has to be a little bit clearer on what are these rules that are being put in place. What are the risks of gambling? Yes, this happened to an NHL player, but how about every single fan who wants to bet on sports games? It makes people want to go out and bet. So now, there's a special segment in this show, and I did this for an audio class of mine, because I'm doing a sports or not well not a sports but just a gambling podcast in general to show the risks of gambling and i took what this what i was saying about betting and how you know how we have to show the risks more often and stuff like that to the streets of downtown toronto and i figured it would be a very cool piece to share on this podcast episode so without further ado i am going to play those interviews Right now. Here it is. Do you think that gambling ads on TV are becoming an issue to the public? Potentially. To be honest, yes, to some extent. I don't go on TV. I don't know. But I feel like it definitely should influence some sort of people and give them like this um, misunderstanding of how to make easy money, which will probably influence them in some way. So maybe sure, yeah. I think it leads to some addictions and that could be a problem. What are your thoughts on the amount of gambling ads that you see on TV? There's definitely too many. Honestly, there's not that many. I don't really know. I guess I see them more through ads. I've definitely seen an increase for sure. Do you believe that the amount of gambling ads being shown on TV has increased throughout the years and why? I do. I remember like growing up, there was definitely not as many gambling ads as I see now. Uh, I think that 
gambling companies have just seen that it's really uh, it's a lucrative business, and so they've pushed advertising a lot. Gambling addictions are increasing. Do you think these ads should be forced to show the risks more often? Absolutely. I think just like smoking um, and like tobacco products with big like disclaimers and stuff, I think there, there should definitely be disclaimers with gambling advertisements. Yes, definitely. To be honest, I think it's fair game. Uh, personally for me, because I've used the, the apps. I do, because gamblers should know there's two sides to the coin, so if you win, you can also lose. All in all, I received some great answers from a variety of different people, with the majority agreeing that gambling ads are becoming an issue to the general public. Okay, so those were the street interviews in downtown Toronto, talking about betting in, uh, betting in general. I keep saying betting in sports, but it was actually just betting in general. But again, it could go... This betting issue doesn't just include sports fans or sports players or sports leagues. It could include regular people who have nothing to do with sports because that's how surrounded we are and that's what kind of world we live in these days where sports betting advertisements are all around you. Heck, I was even looking for sports articles on this Shane Pinto situation to better educate myself on it. And what did I get? I got a sports betting advertisement saying, oh, here it is. I, I forget which one it was now, but it said, here it is. Bet. The click of a button. You, you, you can lose a lot of money. I could lose $10, $100, $1,000, $100,000, dollars if I wanted to with online gambling. One click of the button on your computer, boom. There goes all your money. So you have to you have to decide for yourself. I mean, do you have the money to gamble? Or are you just taking money you don't have in the first place and thinking you're going to get money back? And that's what people have to be very, very, very careful about. So in closing, all the information on today's show has been provided by Various sources, CBC, Daily Faceoff, The Ottawa Citizen, and um, Front Office Sports, So, and also The Ottawa Sun as well. So thank you to all those articles for providing me the information to make today's podcast episode what it was. And I want to thank all the listeners everywhere for taking the time to listen to this special solo edition of Episode 3 of Season 2 of the Keeping It Sporty Podcast. You've been listening to the Keeping It Sporty podcast here on Spirit Live Radio. Don't forget to listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or on our website at keepingitsporty.com. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at keepingitsporty. That's K-E-E-P-I-N with no G, it sporty. S-P-O-R-T-Y. I've been your host, Elias Drapos. So long, and see you next time.